0: Hello and welcome. It's Mark. It's Mark and this is Trucking Answers, the podcast. That's right, the podcast. Are you ready for it? I'm Mark, your podcast host, and we're going to do a little bit different thing here today. Unlike Trucking Answers, the YouTube channel that many of you may or may not know about, this we're going to cover, you know, news, just general news, trucking news, some car news, uh, anything else that happens, and The reason that we're not on Mars for the uh, day. I plan to do a couple of these a week. That's the hope. Keep everybody a little bit entertained. Maybe some crazy dad jokes, some Star Trek talk, whatever I think about as we go along. For those of you that don't know, uh, my name is Mark and I have a YouTube channel called Trucking Answers. Very clever name that I thought of myself. You're welcome for that. Go over there and check it out, and today's podcast will be sponsored by Trucking Answers. If you are a business, and you want to sponsor the show, let me know. Let's talk. All right. So uh, today, I want to tell you a little bit about me for new people that may have just stumbled upon this podcast just out of the blue. I've been a driver for 33 years now, about, and of those 33 years, I've been at the same company, one company, for 19 of them. And I always encourage people to find a company that uh, at least suits them, even if they don't necessarily like it, and stay there because uh, you'll do uh, you'll do a little bit better. So I've been all over the country. I've been in uh, the lower 48 states plus some into Canada. Eh? So I've been up there too. Uh, that's been some years. I do a local run now to the Natty, Cincinnati, from here, at World Headquarters of uh trucking enters here in lafayette indiana and i do a single drop and hook down there and come back home 350 sometimes 360 miles it depends on traffic which way i have to go i don't get a route or anything so i go however i want to and uh very much enjoy that i just drop the trailer and come back pretty simple pretty easy i've been on the road with many different kinds of trailers let's see uh you know on the road i prefer refrigerated over the road because oh, i always got longer loads yeah yeah there's some loading but if you only load once a week it's not too bad the rest of the week is yours doing van on the road at least when i did that you'd get a lot of these shorter runs 400 500 mile runs uh 300 miles you know 55 miles ahead with 55 mile run and it's tough to find parking in that, even then. So now it's, uh, you know, a total disaster. So I always like the long run. I can plan each day out. That's how I did that. Even had a drop deck van hauling water heaters around for Ream. I did some flatbed work, uh, covered wagons, all that kind of stuff. Some tanker. I even did um, a moving van. Of course, that was three days. So I don't know if that counts. <laughs> I working in a moving van company. Don't know. Don't know. But that's uh, that's my story that's how the story goes here. I'm I'm not, uh, I can't even talk here on this podcast. I'm in my extreme upper thirties. Uh, we'll call that age right here. So, uh, look, let's, uh, let's get into a little bit of news here today. And we're going to talk, um, and I'll go back and forth, talk different things. Bill Cosby was recently released and I wanted to talk about that. And we're going to try and stay away from politics. And this isn't political. What happened is, um, I agree with it, and I'll tell you why. Don't just uh, drop your phone on the ground or whatever. Let's talk about why it's a good thing that he was released, regardless of what you think that he may or may not have done. Okay, years, Several years ago, this is why he got released. This, I think, is super interesting. And this is how the justice system works. It works for you and me and him and everybody else. There's always the hope of it. So <clears throat> uh, years ago, he testified in another case, another case. And they go, look, if you testify here, The things that you say here in this case, we won't hold against you later. And that's the whole crux of what happened here recently. And he said, okay, and they made a deal with them. Now, he could have taken the fifth during that time and not testified, but they made that deal. And then he got convicted on these charges that he just got released from based on that testimony. And they were not allowed to tell the jury that in this case or anything. And... He finally got in front of a judge and the judge said, look, you promised the guy you wouldn't use this information against him no matter what he said. So you don't get to use it against him. It isn't right that you tell that to him basically and jail him on that information that he was wrongly convicted. And the court said it was such an egregious violation that you can't even retry him. You're not normally you'd be able to retry somebody just without that information. Apparently. The court said, no, you're letting him out, and that's the end of it. And I agree. If you make a deal with somebody, you have to honor that deal when you're the prosecutor. And so uh, the prosecutor kind of got slapped, backhanded across the face uh, that way. Rightly so. Okay, so he goes free. He goes free, and that's the end of it. Nobody gets to retry him on this. He likely, you know, that's probably it. He's older anyways. I don't know how old he is, 80 years old or something. I have no idea. So uh, so that's going to be the end of that case. And uh, I, for one, am in agreement with it. I'm always for justice. I would rather see guilty people go free than innocent people be locked up. So, and we're not saying he's guilty because, of course, he's not. The case was uh, dismissed. You know, basically it was overturned. So uh, innocent, just like everybody else, right? Presumed it and remains it for as long as we go here. And another interesting case, there's this runner, right, who Richardson, I think, is her name. I don't have her name. You know, I'm just as prepared for this as I am for the other show. And for those of you that don't know, I do a live show on YouTube every Monday at 12.30 p.m. for the foreseeable future. I hope you'll come over there and join in the fun and frivolity. We have lots to do over there, so uh, that couple hours goes on every Monday. Come and join us over there. All right. So this uh, runner, Richardson, she was... uh, leading up to the olympics winning and everything and uh she failed a drug test and this has been in the news now for the last couple days she failed for uh the mary jane let's put it that way so uh tested positive thc i think is what it actually said that they tested positive for and many many people have come to her defense and said look this should be legal there's no reason she shouldn't be able to do this here's the problem with that right here is the problem She knew in advance she couldn't do it, but did it anyway. And that's her words. She said, look, I knew I shouldn't have done it, and yet I still did it, and so I'm going to take my lumps. Because she went through some diversion program, she has to take a month. I think it's a month suspension. Here again, whether it's legal or not, whether you think it should be legal or not, if you go into something, an event, or a job like driving words, something is not allowed and you know it up front and then do it anyway, then you need to suffer the consequences of what you agreed to. And that's what she's doing. Look, I give her tons of props for coming out and saying, yeah, yeah, I'm wrong. And I'll eat whatever, you know, whatever comes my way. I agree with that. And that's how you do it. Just stand up and say, yeah, I did it. And she said it won't happen again. She's not going to do it again. And that's good. We learned from that. Drivers have the same issue. Many times, drivers will write to me and say, hey, Mark, I'm going to a state that allows uh, me to partake, and uh, which almost rhymed, and what can I do? Can I do that? Is it?" And I'm like, no. Okay, you cannot. Federally, you cannot. You have a lot of problems when you do that, and you're just not going to be allowed to do it. So I encourage people, do not take any of these ointments rubs anything like that with any possibility of having anything in it because you test positive and you're on the list you're going and you're finished you're basically finished you're not going to get a decent job anywhere you're going to go work for some uh, company that's in bowling brook illinois probably with llc in their name or something like that that's where you're going to work okay that's where you're going to end up working you're not going to be any kind of decent place you're just not going to be able to do it because of how the law is whether you agree with it go change the law then but until it changes that's how it works there and that's what happened with her and i'm glad that she is come out and said look i i I did it and i'm going to take whatever the punishment is she's not uh you know becoming a victim which is great so many people so many people in society say oh well you know the law should be different so nothing should happen to me no when you know up front what the deal is that's uh pretty much that's the deal i want to get in this trucking news here this jobs are up but 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 not over the road jobs isn't that interesting who's this is from the department of uh labor or whatever and um, who's who's doing the most advertising over the road jobs all you, the usual suspects and unusual suspects we'll call them are constantly advertising Ten twenty thousand dollar sign up bonuses for drivers over the road, but there's not more of those jobs. It turns out, when uh, the Department of Labor looked into this, it's the companies say they have a thousand openings, right? And eight they have eight hundred trucks filled. They need those two hundred other trucks filled. They don't need any more drivers. They're not trying to get more drivers than they need, they're trying to only fill the jobs that they have. The increase in driving jobs, it turns out, was in like sub-regional, and, which is like one or two days out at a the time, they called it, and local jobs. That's what everybody is moving to, and that's what they, uh, the increase was in jobs. Companies are just going to do this kind of stuff that said they're moving to getting drivers home much, much more often than they have been, and that over the road is you know basically only maintaining the jobs that it had if not shrinking here in the near future, they anticipated. They thought that it was going to go the other way. And I see companies doing that all the time now. There are tons of them coming out with all these home time options that they never would have thought about before. The days of staying out for weeks at, at a time or months at a time are shrinking. There's less and less places that are amenable to that. Now, there's look, if that's something you want to do, there are plenty of places still that will let you do it. But there are less and less of those jobs. It just turns out there's actually even less and less people that want to do them. So as the amount of those jobs shrink, there's more openings because the amount of people that want to do it shrinks even faster. <laughs> it shrinks even faster. Because I think as time goes, and I'll look, I always try to help people find the best road job if that's what they want to do. But I do think that uh, you know, for a life, for your life, which you only get one of okay if you're much better off sleeping in your own bed uh even sleeping uh single in a double bed would be worse or uh, would be you know better than being gone for say four weeks and home four days i just saw a video of somebody by the way from a company who i won't name here because uh, you know i'm not going to name the person where they were out in nine weeks talking in their video Oh, I just came home from being out nine weeks. Oh, that's awesome. Nine weeks. Nine weeks. Think about that. Now, maybe some of you are like, well, Mark, I'm out 10 weeks at a time. Well, look, God love you. Okay, I just think that's a really long time anymore. And I did that. I was out one time five months. Five months. (laughs) I left after Christmas. When I came home, it was freaking 90 degrees out. And I'm like, this has got to end. This has got to end. So for me, all right, many people ask me, well, Mark, are you going to go back on the road? You know, once you're on the road, you always get called back to the road. Well, I don't know. I guess the road lost my number because it hasn't called me. Um, There are people that do it and love it. And when I was on the road, right, it was pretty interesting. Got to see the country and everything. But for me going back, no. And I think that's what's happening to a lot of people. And it turns out they're not getting the people in at the bottom. And the people at the top, uh, the older people, much older than me, considering I'm only in my extreme upper 30s, people much older than me are leaving out the top and people aren't coming in the bottom. And that's how it's working. And so getting people on the road, you're having a tough time as a company doing that. When you are trying to get people, you know, that are 25 years old to go over the road with you, and saying, look, you're going to be gone three weeks, and then you're going to get a couple days home with your friends or whatever. And they're like, no, thank you. And so companies are are changing that. They're getting more local. They're relaying. I see companies now that um, companies write to me a lot and do stuff, uh, you know, hey, will you tell about this or whatever, where they're doing national relays. I see companies relaying loads a 1,000 miles, 1,500 miles through several local drivers where they just meet each other kind of UPS like where you see them I see the UPS by the way at the petrol lot they meet up there and switch out trailers and those all those drivers are probably home every day they're in a day cab and they just turn around and go back where they came from and that's what a lot of companies are doing to get their loads across the country and maybe look if you're a company uh, you know maybe that might be something you want to think about doing getting more home time if you can split up a load, yeah, yeah, it takes a couple drivers, but you'll keep those drivers a lot longer if they're getting what they need. When people leave a company, it turns out, pay isn't it. That's what companies, oh, raising pay, raising pay. That's not why people write to me and leave companies. <laughs> Very rarely. Now, once in a while, I'll be a driver that gets, it's getting 600 bucks a week on the road or whatever, and of course they leave, but generally it isn't the problem. It's some idiot dispatcher. I get that a lot. Or it's home time. That's way up there, Where especially when a company promises time and doesn't deliver it. When they say, oh, yeah, yeah, you'll be home Friday. And so then they plan something Saturday, and then they're not home until Saturday night. Then they quit. Now, was that worth it to your company? You got that extra load delivered. Now, now you have an empty truck sitting around where it costs $7,000 to get another driver put in. Is that worth it? I don't think so. I think companies should take a really hard look at this. And, um, you know, realize what they're doing in the background to push drivers out of what uh, of the company to get one load delivered. You're going to lose a driver. Brilliant. Stop doing that. Let me ask companies right now on behalf of everyone. Can we uh, can we stop doing that? That's awesome. Hey, this condos collapsing in Florida. What do you think about that? The condo collapse? That was really something. They just signed a thing to demolish it because there's a hurricane coming, and now it's been um, what about eight, ten days? About ten days now, nine, ten days. Look, I personally, especially if I was dead in there, of course it wouldn't matter if I was dead. I wouldn't want people risking their life to rescue my body out of there if they're going to die doing it. There's no point to that, at least to me. Uh, tear the thing down, and uh, so nobody else gets hurt they just evacuated another building down there too in Florida for the same kind of problem people had to move I you know I always used to think wow how great would it be to live you know at the 20th floor or something of a condo and have beautiful views well now that makes you really nervous thinking about it I've gone up in the Sears Tower which is probably not called the Sears Tower anymore I don't think boy that makes you even more nervous going up in that kind of stuff you know yikes I don't even want to go in the attic anymore holy mackerel That has me a little bit uh, concerned. The House passed a $2 million insurance. Remember that? Okay, so it passed through the House, this Invest in America Act, uh, which is an interesting name. It includes $2 million of insurance requirement, automatic emergency braking on new trucks, love it, trailer underride guards, and uh, increased sleep apnea testing. That's all we need, right? Schneider must be in on that somehow. So uh, (laughs) Schneider, the sleep apnea headquarters. Uh, sleep apnea testing, stuff like that. Now, they said this bill's probably not going to get as much traction in the Senate. So we'll see what happens. Will this go up? No. You know, the way it was written is like, uh, it's got a much, much harder, uh, road to head down in the, uh, in the Senate than it did in the house before it finally gets passed. So but it's halfway. I guess you could say it's about halfway done because the house passed it. Because the house passed the thing, so that's pretty interesting how they did that. Two million dollars of uh, insurance liability it went up to. That's a huge increase. Seven fifty now. I think it's a million if you haul hazmat. I think it's a million if you haul hazmat. So in car talk, what do we think about this new Bronco? People ask me about this on the show. Look, Bronco. There's also Bronco Sport, okay, which are two different vehicles. And I don't think they should have named it that. I think they should have named the small one, the sport, the Bronco 2. I actually would have liked to see that better. The Bronco Sport is based on the Escape. So it comes with a three cylinder. Sweet. That's some uh that's some power. Step on the gas, it sounds like uh, you know, I don't know, who knows what. Uh not great. So <laughs> you have four cylinders available and it get the four cylinder. The full size Bronco which uh is actually going to be delayed i just read that they're going to delay production because they can't get computer chips the full-size bronco will be out you can get a seven speed with the base model everybody says oh my gosh i can't wait to get the manual and you know what's going to happen nobody's going to buy the manual you can also get a sasquatch package which is interesting and you probably never find it right because uh, we can't see it and if you do see it it's probably out of focus like every picture of bigfoot is Um, apparently because bigfoot is the only out of focus monster that we've ever seen anyway 35 inch tires on this um how about no to that you know loud that's going to be rolling down the road that's the problem you get all these off-road tires and stuff yeah that's great plus are you going to take your 40 or 50 thousand-dollar suv off-road that's another story okay i don't know about that but 35 inch you know mud terrain tires are loud when they're cruising down the road and that's where most of these things will spend their time cruising around mall parking lots you know cruising around town stuff like that where everybody goes i think if you go off road i'd rather have like a 20 year old jeep or something like that but that's just me people i do see them driving wranglers around crazily uh they're super loud inside and stuff not uh, not a great riding thing it'll be the same with the bronco wouldn't be for me i'm not a truck person even though i'm about to talk about the maverick (laughs) yes so they're bringing back the maverick the maverick was the first car i ever bought this is nothing like that maverick now a tiny tiny truck i think they should have called it a courier i'm sick of these companies by the way bringing the names of these old cars back just sick of it completely sick of it hey car companies are you listening stop it this is no Maverick. It should have been a Courier, if anything. It's small. The base model is only $19,990 or something like that, not including destination. Do not get the base model. It does not even have cruise control. Okay. It, it When they say base, they mean it. They built it to be base. It's full of plastic. I've seen a number of reviews about it. You can get a hybrid in it. So what you're getting is the Ford hybrid system, 40 miles per gallon highway. Don't bother. The hybrid is front-wheel drive only, although I don't understand because you can get all-wheel drive hybrid on the on an Escape. So why they did it on the Maverick front-drive is beyond me. Please bump yourself up to the 2-liter. It's what I have in my Escape. And at 250 horsepower, it's uh, plenty to move it around. The Escape is quick and so relatively quick. And... In a Maverick, it should be even better. The thing is small and the plastic, all the plastic in it can't weigh much, right? And at least bump yourself up to the mid level. I always, you know, tell people get the best you can get. Always do a higher level vehicle, it'll be quieter. They're actually talking about having the Maverick as their base car where we used to have a Focus Fiesta, right? People could come in. They're going to want people to come in and buy. A maverick. And I was listening to a podcast, an automotive podcast, where they were comparing the maverick to the Civic. They're like, Well, maybe people will cross shop from the Civic. I'm like, right. They're gonna cross shop a Civic. You know, should we get this sedan or should we go get a pickup truck? Yeah. The sedan, of course, more useful because when you purchase groceries, you can put them in the trunk. (laughs) Pickup truck, you have to put them in the back seat. And if there's not room, they're outside. Unless you have a cover or something like that, which ruins the aerodynamics as proven on Mythbusters. The best way to get fuel mileage in a pickup truck is as it was built with the tailgate closed and no cover. They actually did that. I don't know if you all saw that, y'all. What am I talking about? Did I suddenly wake up in Georgia today? I don't know if everybody saw that, but Mythbusters did a show about that. And it turns out that pickup trucks get much better fuel mileage when they're driven the way that they're built. Tailgate closed and uh, no cover or anything because of the aerodynamics. Go check that show out if you haven't seen it. Not sponsored by Mythbusters. Rolling right along in today's reason we are not yet on Mars. (laughs) A California Highway Patrol officer Pulled over a vehicle, and I use vehicle um, loosely because it was a Toyota Prius with a SpaceX Starlink satellite on their hood. The Starlink receiver, I should say, screwed in. There was a picture of it, which I'm holding up right now. Can you see that? Screwed into the hood of the car or near the base of the windshield. So. What the person said is they work from their car and need good Wi-Fi. When the officer asked if the satellite receiver, which is relatively big, blocked their view, they said only when they turned right. Okay, you can't make this stuff up. Do you see why we're not on Mars yet? If anything, if you're going to screw it into your car, I mean, why not screw it in to the roof? of the car i think i actually think that would be legal i mean i run ham antennas and stuff up there when uh you know if i go anywhere and nobody says anything about that i don't see why you couldn't run a satellite receiving antenna on the roof of the car as opposed to the hood right in front of the windshield that is where they screwed it into the car Perhaps if, uh, you know, perhaps on the hood because of aerodynamics, it would be, the car wouldn't even be able to accelerate to freeway speeds due to it being a Prius, but maybe they should have been pulled over for driving that. I don't know. Um, This show will probably not ever be sponsored by the Toyota Prius company. And in the uh, dumbest thing I've heard in a long time segment, right, a truck driver uh, was a re- was arrested as you can imagine is facing decades in prison, but here's the thing: this is why. He posted flyers. It didn't say where, but they did have pictures of them. They're handwritten flyers, like a full piece of paper that said, "To in effect, um, I'm a truck driver, and if you want to your boy, young boys, to uh, see the country, I swear to you, look, I can't make this kind of stuff up." If you'd like your young son, basically, to see the country and learn responsibility and go to amusement parks with me, uh, let me know, basically, and I'm willing to, you know, do that as a truck driver. And, of course, when you see a a handwritten flyer, like, say, on the board at the grocery store, I don't know where it was, okay, let's assume a place like that, Uh, of course, you think, oh, I have an eight-year-old son, that sounds like a great idea. (laughs) Look, people did it okay a number of children went with him, and what do you think happened that's exactly what happened exactly what you would assume happened happened and so he is facing decades in prison why are we not arresting the parents Can, can you say look <laughs> oh here's a flyer I wonder and look I don't mean to make light of this okay because I do think the guy should go to prison forever okay honestly it's I'm disgusted beyond belief. But, you know, what bothers me is probably the flyer had those little things at the bottom where you pull the phone number off and uh, take it with you, like where it says free dog or whatever. But why are we not arresting the parents? What idiot, idiot, sends their kid with some schmo that posts a flyer that says, I'll take your boy, it said boy, right, too, around the country. To amusement parks and teach some responsibility, I'm a truck driver, okay, great idea. Uh, where you want me to meet you at the t- oh yeah at the truck stop at three in the morning? okay, sure, come on, I mean, come on seriously, seriously, holy mackerel, the stuff that we see happen out here that guy absolutely should go to prison, and I will tell you they should tell all the other prisoners what he did because uh, they will give him a warm welcome and that uh that and any prisoner that do that i will tell you i'd reduce their sentence by half so but that's just me so i just can't get it i just don't understand it parents how hard is it to protect your kid No, i understand if somebody snatches your kid or something but holy mackerel you go drive your kid to the truck stop i mean this is as dumb as new cars that i see that have a now i'm seeing when you open the door it gives you an alert, mine doesn't do it, but new, newer ones do it, that says, hey, why don't you check the back seat, you might have left your kid back there, and a car talk um, podcast that I listened to, one of them, not car talk, right? one of the other ones, actually talked about what a great idea it is, and also they said, if you have your kid, be sure to, I swear to you, be sure to put something important in the back seat, like your briefcase on your way to work, so that you check it, what's more important than your kid? So, I might forget my kid, but doggone it, I'm not going to forget my briefcase, all right? Let me tell you what. Work is not as important as your kid, okay? for I got news for you. If you need an alert from your car, if you have to put something in the backseat so you don't forget your kid in the car, your kid should be taken from you and should be sterilized. How about that? There, I said it. I said it. That's right. If you wear it, make it a parrot also. The thing is... Do not forget your kid in the car, all right? I, we had kids growing up, right? The wife had four kids. So I never left them in the car anymore. Isn't that amazing? And when I went inside, they came inside with me. I know. I know. Not parent of the year. Just saying. Take your kid inside with you. Do not forget your kid's in the back seat. You are a bad parent. I don't care. Oh, I'm busy or whatever. You're never too busy to remember your kids. That's your most important priority, no matter what else is happening in your life. That kid is totally dependent on you for their life and they're strapped in a car seat or whatever okay maybe take five minutes out of your day to uh get that through your thick head so (laughs) that's where i am on that stupid alert that stupid thing that i'm seeing in there where you're alert at all oh that's right i have a kid (laughs) that's what do you know Uh oh i've got a kid maybe i should check come on come on well look it's been fun for the first podcast all right we're gonna head on out of here today Um, let me know what you think, okay? Are you going to listen? Do you think, well, Mark, this is way better. I don't actually have to look at you. So maybe that might be better to some people. I don't know. I don't know. We can change the format. We can do what you want. Send me suggestions, whatever you want to do. We're going to do it here. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff, and uh, that's going to be the story. So be sure to check out Trucking Answers on YouTube. If you want to sponsor this show and your company, let me know. Otherwise, we're headed out of here. Be safe on the road. We're putting it back in the big hole and getting on the big road. See you on the next one.